Hi, friends. Welcome to episode 54 of the podcast. On today's episode, I just walk you through what I do in the new year to kind of reset and recharge. We talk bucket list, morning, nighttime routine, um, and just how to be more intentional with your year. Welcome to the Musician's Guide to Being Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise. Every week, we have music industry professionals and top performers share their insights on thriving as a modern musician. Whether you're a recent grad or high-profile artist, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Karen Kibidez, CEO of Kibidez Artist Services, marketing and management consultant, educator, and professional saxophonist based in Nashville, Tennessee. Hi, friends. Welcome to the podcast. On today's episode, I'm really excited to share just some of the the tips and things that I utilize, especially in the new year. Um, I feel like this time in the month of January, we're all just like, did I set enough goals? Are my intentions still happening? Or, you know, I don't like the word resolutions, but everyone's, you know, still talking about their resolutions or they've stopped going to the gym or, you know, whatever. And um, I utilize this method, uh, especially with my emerging artists. And I do it personally just a couple of times um, at the end of December. And then I check in about twice in January to just make sure that whatever intentions I have set for the new year are actually in alignment with what I want to be doing are sustainable. And it just allows me to be kinder to myself and not, um, like Brene says, get into this like shame shitstorm over like what I've done or haven't done. Um, so I just want to share a couple of things that, that work for me. Um, and of course, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. So the first thing that I do is I make a column on a sheet of paper that says what worked in 2019. And I write about 10 things that worked in 2019 or the year before, I guess. And um, I go through, and for me last year, what worked was exercise, um, finding greater balance in my social life, um, getting a handle on my finances, uh, learning more, um, having more fun, you know, things like that. It doesn't have to be like super sexy or crazy. And it also doesn't have to be like, you know, showered (laughs) most days. Like it just kind of find a balance of what you really feel proud of that worked for you in the year before. And then on the column right next to it, I'd love for you to write what didn't work. And I know this one might feel easy to come up with faster, uh, but just try and have a balance of at least 10 things on what worked and what didn't work. And um, with this information, um, I'm a huge believer, again, like Brene Brown says, you know, in the absence of data, your mind makes up stories. So in this career as artists and musicians, so many things are not tangible. And I like to have as much data as possible. So I'm not just, you know, working from a place of theory or how I'm feeling or where my motivation is. I can just actually see it on a piece of paper. All right, Karen, like this worked in 2019 and this did not work. And then once I've reflected and kind of looked over that, I like to create a space, you know, below that where I come up with ideas of new habits, new things that I'm going to tackle to ensure that I do better than that information that is in front of me. Um, I feel like habits need to be built slowly. Um, I'll give you an example. Like last year was a really um, transformative year as far as wellness for me personally. And um, I would say that I tried about 15 different things when it came to physical health and I'll be honest, only three of those really stuck, but it's so important that they did because they have been the impetus to allow me to sustain way more things that have significantly impacted my life. So literally those three things were exercised regularly, drank half my body weight and ounces of water every single day and officially quit Diet Coke. Um, and that, as you guys know from previous episodes has been like my Everest. Um, I still foam at the mouth thinking about it. I cannot wait to 
watch other people drink it and it's just like the most triggering thing ever. Um, so now I'm like the LaCroix lady um, and that's okay. I slam a bunch of sparkling water on the regular, but that has been something that has stuck for me. Um, and it's been really helpful to just see that, okay, I got the exercise, I got the water situation, I cut out something really toxic for my body, but now I need to focus on X, Y, and Z. Maybe it's the nutrition side of things. Maybe it's the consistency with the physical activity. Maybe it's the kind of exercise that I do, vitamins, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I wouldn't know that if I didn't assess what worked and what didn't work. So all of this is to equip you to treat yourself with kindness and come up with actual tangible solutions. The next thing that I like to talk about is the days of the week. I feel like as musicians, we want to be those people that say like, oh, I work, you know, Monday through Friday. And then like we live for the weekend. But the reality is every day of the week is literally the same for us. Sometimes we have gigs on the weekend. Sometimes we have gigs on Monday. Sometimes we have a Monday off or a Friday or a Thursday. Like it doesn't really matter. And something that I've been working on with my emerging artists is to try and disassociate from any day of the week, any time of year to have any kind of emotion other than it's such a privilege that we get to design our lives and that we get to live every day however we choose to for the most part. Um, so I just find that disassociating from that uh, just really helps you have perspective as far as how you schedule your time, how intentional you are with the things that you do. Um, so for me, it's really been about like how can I maximize my time. And instead of thinking of a day of the week as like, oh, we, you know, go out on Fridays, it's more of like, okay, well, this is the day I go to the bank. This is the day I run these errands. This is when we go grocery shopping. And then that is more of what the connotation of the day of the week has than any kind of euphoric feeling. Like, personally, and might be unpopular opinion, Monday is my favorite day of the week. I love the endless possibilities. I love just the newness of everything. Um, this year, one of my bucket list items is taking Sundays off. So I'm just going to be so invigorated come Monday to just really hit the ground running because I have rested and, and all that. So Monday has always been my favorite day. So you know, I'm just kind of thinking about that. I work out of a co-working space called WeWork and their whole like motto thing is like, thank God it's Monday. And it's like, oh, well, that's nice. Um, and then the next thing, you guys have heard me talk about morning and nighttime routine at nauseam. So if you want a super psycho morning routine, check out episode 29. And if you want, you know, more information on sleep hygiene, check out episode 22. But basically what I'd love for you to do is just jot down what you want your morning to look like. Um, Personally, I believe that your nighttime routine totally affects and sets the mood for your following day. Um, I don't really think that you just have a bad day. I just think you didn't prep enough for that day. And just taking a little more ownership about how you wake up in the morning and how you go to bed is really transformative. Um, like I've mentioned before, waking up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. does not make you a better person. It just simply means that that is when you choose to wake up. Um, the same thing for the nighttime. Does not matter when you go to bed? Does it make you more mature, less mature? Whatever. It's literally when you choose to go to bed. And as long as you're getting anywhere between seven and eight hours of sleep every single night, you're good to go. Um, one thing that I will encourage as a non-negotiable is in your nighttime routine, try and have at least... 30 minutes of no screen time before you fall asleep. Um, there's been so much science and so many studies backing how 
that that screen time right before bed totally affects your sleep, totally affects, you know, your subconscious and all of that. So that is a very sacred time in the day. Um, I've mentioned before, you know, when you're looking at um, child psychology and development, you know, children have a nighttime routine, you know, they put their pajamas, they brush their teeth, there's typically a song involved, you know, it's night night, we're going to turn the light off. And then when we rest our head, it's like time to sleep. I feel like um, as creatives and, you know, just adults, like we just either collapse before our head hits the pillow or there's crazy levels of insomnia. Of course, our diet, exercise and all of that influences our sleep. But I feel like just taking ownership over what that sacred nighttime is going to look like for you. Um, Some ideas could be, you know, you could do some guided meditation right before bed. You could do some stretches. Um, I have one of my emerging artists who really went to town on her night routine. There's like a bath and there's lavender and essential oils and a special robe and you know, you don't have to be that way, um, but just find something that works for you and try and do that consistently. And the same thing for the morning. Um, I feel like we are our most productive, scientifically speaking, the first three hours of every day. So why roll out of bed and have the day happen to you? Like just wake up even 30 minutes earlier, have a little gratitude time. Um, what I do for my gratitude is I just grab a notebook and I grab, I write gratitude at the top of it, the date, I number it one through 10. And I literally write, I am grateful for blank. Some days it's really easy to do. Um, other days, not so much. Um, so just really, you can totally repeat what your gratitude is. Um, and as long as you get into that practice, I'm a firm believer that gravity, uh, gratitude and anxiety cannot coexist. Gratitude and anger cannot coexist. Gratitude and all the horrible things do not coexist. Um, and it's just a much more fulfilling way to start your day with a little bit of gratitude. And then that then becomes a practice that just becomes the way you live your life. So I really would encourage everyone to just take a look at their morning routine. There's so many ways to do one, but for the purpose of this exercise, just write out what is actually realistic for you. Maybe right now it's only getting up 15 minutes earlier, doing a little gratitude or a little meditation, and then starting your day. For others, it might be reading. It might be, um, if you're spiritual, some like devotional or quiet time. You know, whatever that is, no judgment either way. Just try and get something that you can stick to consistently. Um... I feel like as artists, we need to start thinking of ourselves as high performers, high achievers. And what would the, what does the evolved version of yourself do in the morning? What would someone with the job that you're trying to win or the career that you want to have, how would they wake up in the morning? How do they go to sleep at night? Like, what does their in-between look like? And I feel like that starts with the morning and the nighttime routine. And then the last thing that I'll share is a bucket list. I feel like, especially if you're in school or recently graduated from music school, like, Sometimes that kind of intense training can just like suck the life out of you or the creativity, for lack of a better word. And I feel like we just kind of forget to dream and we just forget to have things that are for funsies, basically. So I like to create a bucket list. Um, So I'd love for you to just number one through 10 and just pick 10 things that you want to do in this coming year. So in 2020, um, they don't all have to be career stuff. It could be personal, professional hobbies, um, things that bring you joy. Um, for me, uh, a couple of them are taking Sundays off. I have never taken a day off in my life. Totally do not recommend it. I'll definitely make another podcast about this. Totally hustling for worthiness in my early twenties. Bad news. 
Um, so Sundays are going to be super sacred for me. And I'm, I'm so excited to just really set that boundary with myself because nobody really needs me on a Sunday. I don't know why I thought that for 10 years. Anyway, um, something else has been to just travel more, um, to have just at least quarterly getaways, whether it be by myself or with my husband, to just go be in a new space and allow myself the freedom to be creative. Um, that's just been a really important part of, of my journey this last year, you know, figuring out my health and, and, and wellness side of things. And then the last thing, just so you, you guys can see that I'm like super normal. Um, so I've been watching all these like baking shows over Christmas with my sister and all these like cookie shows, like cookie decorating. And I'm like 0% domestic. Like I can't cook. I don't like it. Never want to learn whatever. Um, also can't bake, can't follow a recipe, just disaster. I will always pay for that. Um, so my sister's a baker and, um, she likes cookies and brownies and whatever. She's amazing and does everything amazingly. Um, so she got me some like piping stuff and I've literally been trying to decorate cookies. And this has been like a new hobby because I don't want to make a business out of it, even though I thought about it. Um, I am not winning. It's not a competition. It's just simply cookies that I am decorating and that is it. So I just want to recommend if you have any passions for anything other than music or anything like career related, like totally pursue them. Um, and I feel like this bucket list just really empowers you to like write it down and see it in front of you and just do the things that you actually want to do. Cause I know I said this earlier, but like, it's such a privilege to get to be a freelance musician or to get to be an artist in any capacity in which you're passionate about. Um, and I feel like, you know, our society sometimes, um, especially with the mental health epidemic, like just conditions us to feel like everything needs to be hard or everything needs to suck, or you need to be a starving artist. And that is so not true. Um, I, I definitely encourage you guys to just really pursue those things that truly make you happy, that bring you joy, um, and to just stop living like tomorrow is promised. 